and welcome to the January 2013 edition of the Alternative Cinema Podcast. I'm your guest host, writer, director, ukulele player, and former regular podcast host myself, Henry Kuto. But don't let the resume fool you. I swear I am good at at least one of the things that I referenced. <laughs> I'm very excited to be your guest host. I'm going to be bringing you all kinds of great things you've come to expect from the Alternative Cinema Podcast. I'm going to be bringing you AC News, all kinds of news from the world of alternative cinema, DVD releases, Blu-ray releases from other labels. It's going to be very exciting, and I'm also going to have some interviews with uh, directors like myself. I'm currently in production on a film called Babysitter Massacre, which is being produced by Camp Motion Pictures and executive produced by Mr. Michael Rasso, the head honcho of this whole deal, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. So I'm going to be interviewing directors who are also a part of the 2013 slate at Camp Motion Pictures. Uh, That will include Chris Seaver... And Jacob Ennis. You may know Chris Seaver from uh, uh, some of his uh, earlier work like Mulva, Zombie Ass Kicker, Filthy McNastiest. You may know him from uh, from his uh, more recent films like Wet Heat. He's going to be on to talk a little bit about his work. And Jacob Ennis, who you may know from Stash and Red River, which was also produced for Alternative Cinema. Uh, we're going to be talking to them toward the end of the show, and uh, we're going to get some insight into what they've been uh, what they've been up to and what they're getting ready to, to do. I actually am very excited to talk to them because I don't know uh, what the production progress is for them. I uh, really can only speak for myself, and uh, I know what I'm up to uh, for the most part some of the time. So I wanted to talk to you guys real quick, just kind of introduce myself. I know I've been on the show a few times here and there over the phone, and I know uh, uh, one uh, one episode you guys heard me interviewing Brett Piper, uh, which was pretty cool. But uh, back in the day, a few years back, I did a podcast called The Freak Forum. Uh, I started that podcast in, I believe, 2005, 2006, right when podcasting was first kind of hitting. I, I did a lot of episodes. I did uh, an hour every week uh, until about 134 episodes in was when the initial run stopped. And uh, during the time I was doing the Freak Forum, uh, a large portion of that time, I was working in the offices of Alternative Cinema, and Mr. Michael Rasso was my big boss man. Now, uh, since I left New Jersey and came back to Dayton uh, to pursue my own interests, uh, Mike and I have maintained a great friendship, and I was really, really, really flattered uh, when he asked me to host this month's edition of the Alternative Cinema podcast, so I... Uh, I, I I went into my boxes and I pulled out my uh, my trusty recording equipment left over uh, from years of doing the Freeform podcast, as well as recording uh, my ukulele albums, uh, Euchre Consequences and That's Loud, which I'll talk about more uh, in just a little bit. Real quick, before we go any further, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back here on the Alternative Cinema Podcast. <laughs> This program is brought to you by Alternative Cinema, your online source for independent DVDs and video dedicated to the enjoyment of independent and underground movies that range from the brilliant to the bizarre. 
and everything in between. AlternativeCinema.com Hey, this is Michael Rosso from the Alternative Cinema Podcast here to tell you about KillerReviews.com That's right, KillerReviews.com Greg Dumont, you know, our pal, Greg KillerReviews.com and the Killer Reviews Podcast That's right, fans of the AC Podcast will love the Killer Reviews Podcast KillerReviews.com Reviews, blogs, a forum, Film Finder, the KR Store, Girls of Horror, The Graveyard, Interview, Articles, Horror Arcade Should I go on and on and on? If you like cult movies, spooky horror, or girls in bikinis, KillerReviews.com. The podcast, the site, be there. KillerReviews.com. Check it out. Hey, I'm Noel Anderson, cartoonist, radio announcer, and AC podcast wannabe. Now that's just sad. It's sad, and it's pathetic. I know. I've diabolically insinuated myself into the AC family by producing the first ever seduction cinema comic book. Oh, very sexy. That's right. Playmate of the Apes is now a comic book. For more info on my ridiculous artwork and how it can be used to promote and market your movie, go to GoofRoof.com. GoofRoof.com. Want me to draw you some dirty pictures? GoofRoof. You want to see what other filth I've drawn over the years? What a dirty, filthy mind you've got. Goofroof.com Ladies and gentlemen, your special guest host, Henry Kuto, back here right now to bring you the Alternative Cinema Podcast News. That's right. Right now I'm going to talk a little bit about the upcoming in-house home entertainment labels releases. First up, from Independent Entertainment, we have, on January 22nd, 2013, Bleeding Through, directed by... (gasps) Henrik Kuto, that's me. It's a film I wrote and directed, and I wanted to talk about it real quick because I can. (laughs) If you guys get a chance, please head on over to AlternativeCinema.com or head over to Amazon.com. Buy yourself a copy of Bleeding Through. Uh, Bleeding Through is a film I took a lot of risks on, and that's one of the reasons that I'm proud to be an independent filmmaker. Because you have the option, you have the ability, you have the capability to take some big risks. A movie like Bleeding Through, it's not typical in any way. It, it, was a, it was a time I was feeling very artistic. I, I decided to experiment with presentation styles and, and, and performances in a way that I think turned out phenomenal. So if you want to take a chance on something different, something new, I would please suggest you check out Bleeding Through. January 22nd is the street date of Bleeding Through. The next month brings something even more exciting, if that could even be possible, because on February 19th is Snow Shark! Snow Shark. Directed by Sam Qualiana. So Sam... If you're listening, and I hope you are, I apologize if I brutalized your name. You can uh, you can write the Alternative Cinema Podcast at alternativecinemapodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm sure if you write something toward me, it'll get to me. And uh, let them know what you think of the show, uh, as well as Sam, if you're listening, tell me, did I say Qualiana? I hope I said your name right, because I really will feel guilty. But Snow Shark will be available on February 19th, 2013, and you can rent Snow Shark at your local family video. That's right. You can walk into a store made of bricks and mortar and, and with with a door on it and you can pick up your copy of Snow Shark 
and give it a spin. And also, please keep an eye out for the Snow Shark t-shirts, which will be an Alternative Cinema exclusive at AlternativeCinema.com. From Bloody Earth Films, another label of Alternative Cinema, on February 12th, 2013, we've got Come and Get Me, directed by Chris Sun. Uh, the, the director is featured in the February issue of Fangoria Magazine, which you can catch next month. So please look for Come and Get Me at your local Best Buy or rent it at Blockbuster and all other leading retail and internet outlets. So swing by Blockbuster, rent it, or swing by Amazon.com, AlternativeCinema.com, buy yourself a copy, and leave a nice comment. On March 13th, 2013, Crimson, directed by Ken Costantino. Look for Crimson at your local Best Buy or rent it at Family Video. This is very exciting, folks. You can go into Best Buy and get yourself a copy of Crimson as long as you get it after March 13th, 2013. So please check that out. Get yourself a copy of some wonderful films from Independent Entertainment and Bloody Earth Films. And remember, Bleeding Through, directed by me. Check that out. It stars Ruby LaRocca and Sandy Bear. You may recognize both of those names uh, from Faces of Schlock, and you may recognize Ruby LaRocca's name from uh, many, many films from alternative cinema and from abroad. I also want to mention upcoming releases from leading independent labels such as The Lost Films of Herschel Gordon Lewis, which contains thought-to-be lost films, Ecstasy of Women, Linda and Abilene, and Black Love. That's completely worth picking up, so get on the Google and find yourself a copy of The Lost Films of Herschel Gordon Lewis, which I believe was funded entirely from a Kickstarter campaign because these uh, the film prints were found uh, after they thought to have been lost. The Google. Herschel Gordon Lewis, famous for Blood Feast and, uh, and, and a lot of the, basically inventing the gore film uh, back in the day, but he made a lot of different movies and a lot of different genres. These are mostly more of his erotic films, and uh, they were really thought to be lost, but now they are found, and I think they need to find their way onto your shelf. Next up, there's also a film called The Same Time Every Year by Impulse Pictures. You should, uh, you should definitely check that out and uh, give it a look-see. I don't know too much about it, so I'm not going to pretend uh, that I do. Also, Satan's Sex Party from After Hours Cinema. <laughs> Satan's Sex Party, I want to quote Abraham Lincoln for a moment, if I might. Uh, Satan's Sex Party is the kind of thing you'd like if you like that kind of thing. We've also got Zulu Dawn coming out from Severn Films, and Blue Underground's Midnight Movies Volumes 9 through 13, which contains Rats, Night of Terror, Venom, Mondo Kane and Mondo Kane 2, Women of the World, Africa Blood and Guts, Goodbye Uncle Tom, Godfathers of Mondo, Fifth Chord, Forbidden Photos of a Lady Above Suspicion, Pajama Girl Case, Cannibal Man, Cannibals, Hell of the Living Dead, and Nightmare City. Basically, the most incredible uh, uh, conglomerate of Italian films and Mondo movies you could ever hope to get. So if you're into Mondo movies, if you're into, uh, into the kind of, they're kind of a documentary, they're kind of not, you should definitely, definitely, absolutely check out Blue Underground's Midnight Movies Volumes 9 through 13, which will be available at AlternativeCinema.com. Just wanted to mention that. Also, if you are uh, if you're a guy who's sitting there going, well, I don't really have any cash in my pocket to support independent film right now, but I love listening to the podcast and I really want to support you guys, we got something special for you because now playing on Hulu.com, if you don't know what Hulu.com is, what are you doing listening to a podcast? You should know what Hulu.com is. That, that, would, be, that would be ridiculous if you didn't know. Hulu.com is featuring three, count them, one, two, three, three films from the Alternative Cinema Library that you can watch free of charge. And those three films are Richard Griffin's brand new film, The Atomic Brain Invasion, which is an amazing throwback to the 1950s. I actually saw Atomic Brain Invasion for the first time at uh, the theater, uh, in a theater in, in right here in Dayton, Ohio, which is where I'm recording. Uh, I was actually in Inglewood, Ohio, at the Inglewood Cinemas at Horrorama, which was an all-night horror movie marathon, and it went over hugely with the crowd. If you like 1950s cinema, if you like uh, that kind of atomic age 
you're gonna really enjoy the atomic brain invasion, if only for the fact that there are, are people with just brains sticking out of their necks, uh, you know, kind of killing people and trying to kidnap Elvis. I've said too much. Up next is Interplanetary from Chance Shirley. If you haven't heard about Interplanetary, you should really check it out. Shot on film, it's a science fiction, a low-budget science fiction uh, film that I really, really got a big kick out of. Uh, it's very tongue-in-cheek, it's got a lot of very uh, clever humor, and it's absolutely worth watching on Hulu.com, completely free to you. Uh, if you have Hulu Plus, you can watch it on your Roku player and several Blu-ray players. And finally, yet another Richard Griffin classic on Hulu, None, None of, of that. that. Have you seen None of That? If you haven't, I pity you. None of That is about a, uh, a killer nun, but not exactly a killer nun in the way that you might expect, you know, like a slasher movie kind of thing. No, 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 no. She kicks she ass, ass for the Lord. The Lord. Um, None of That is about a nun who is a assassin hitman or hit woman I guess and uh, it's excellent funny and totally worth your watch at hulu.com completely free to you and to me also we want to mention the upcoming events you can join alternative cinema March 8th through 10th of this year in Cherry Hill New Jersey for Monster Mania's spring show now I've been to Monster Mania shows before and they are a blast Lots and lots of great celebrities you can get autographs from and lots and lots of great merchandise like the fine films of Alternative Cinema, March 8th through 10th in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the Monster Mania Spring Show. The show highlights include a Walking Dead reunion and the Friday the 13th, the epitome of Jason Voorhees, Kane Hodder will be there signing autographs. And uh, if you get a picture with Kane Hodder, by the way, he will put his hand around your throat and he will he will squeeze you uh, tightly around the neck in a photo. So just uh, be ready for that, but it's an experience I think you can appreciate. So uh, real quick, we're going to take another break and we'll be right back here on the Alternative Cinema Podcast with your guest host, Henrik Kuta. Mego presents the Star Trek action figures featuring the crew of the Enterprise, Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader, Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew, Scotty, the chief engineer in charge of the transporter room, Mr. Spock, the Vulcan. Jason is back. Three times before. Sorry to change your mind? You have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Because Friday, April 13th, will be Jason's unlucky day. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, rated R. Now showing at a theater near you. So I want to talk a little bit about Depression the Movie. Depression the Movie is my first... Uh, completely comedy movie. It, does, it actually doesn't go into the horror element the way my other films like Marty Jenkins and the Vampire Bitches, Faces of Schlock, Bleeding Through, and uh, the current Babysitter Massacre uh, involve horror. Uh, Depression the movie is actually just kind of a sad, stark comedy that I'm very, very proud of uh, that I've released myself, which is something uh, hopefully uh, sometime I'll talk about a little bit more at length on Alternative Cinema Podcast, uh, which is I, I put it out myself because it was a very niche title. So it's available on DVD right now at depressionthemovie.com. You can pick up a copy for $20, and that includes postage, and I would very much appreciate you taking a shot at some independent cinema. Uh, you can also rent it on Amazon.com's Instant View for $2.99, or buy a download for $9.99. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com and search Depression the movie or depression colon the movie you can also check out my ukulele rock and roll albums which you can find more information about at incrediblyhandsome.com that's my website folks incrediblyhandsome.com if you go to incrediblyhandsome.com you can find out more information about purchasing my albums such as uke or consequences 
which is my first full-length album, or That's Loud, which are also available on the iTunes Music Store or Amazon.com. Go to uke, U-K-E, or die, dot bandcamp.com. Of course, the Google will always suffice. The Google. Quite right. The toy that lets you create beautiful pictures with light. Work with colorful pegs that glow with light. Light bulb not included. Make people, animals, things. And with refills, Bugs Bunny or Bozo the Clown. You can make lots of pretty pictures with light bright from Hasbro. Hey, we're back. Wow. So right now we're going to talk to Mr. Jacob Ennis. All right, right now I have Mr. Jacob Ennis on the phone. Jacob, how are you today? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do down there in Kentucky, because it should be mentioned that I'm sitting like right on top of you, because I'm in Ohio right now. You were down in uh, whereabouts in Kentucky? Well, I'm around the Bree area, but I consider, well, Ohio, that's pretty much, that's uh, Yankee territory to me. <laughs> Well, it makes you feel any better. My my mother was born in Hazard. Oh, okay. Well, I've got a few people from there, too, so. I'm located out of uh, Berea, Kentucky. Um, I grew up in Greensburg and shot a lot of, you know, stuff that was in uh, Red River. We actually shot in my hometown of Greensburg. I live in Berea right now. And uh, so your, 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 what was your first feature film? It was Stash? Stash. And, and what made you decide to make a feature? Well, I was working in uh, broadcasting at the time. I was a master control engineer, and I was... I've worked the graveyard shift, and I had a lot of time on my hands, and I just started, you know, I, I kind of saw the name Stash, and I thought, well, you know, that's a pretty cool name, and it started from there, and like I said, I had a lot of time airing paid programs and all that shit, and so in between that time, I would, you know, I started writing Stash, and, you know, that was my first feature, I'd done a lot of shorts and stuff before that, but that was actually my first attempt at a feature when, you know, film scripts, and but that's, uh... That's actually how it got started. It was just having, you know, some free time for my job. And are you happy with uh, the way it's been received? Uh, well, I mean, it gets, you know, it's got shit on a lot, but, you know, pretty much with any typical, you know, micro-budget or film or any film that might really, you know, it seems like. It's some unfair criticism, you know, but... There's also been a lot of uh, people that's really enjoyed it, and um, so yeah, I mean overall, uh, overall, I'm really, really pleased with how it turned out. You know, for, it took us three and a half years to shoot it. We had basically shot it for about three thousand dollars, I think. So you know, I was, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And uh, how did you feel when you were uh, when you were approached, or or did you do the approaching to uh, to have uh, Alternative Cinema make Red River with you? I think Mike contacted me and asked me, you know, if I had anything, and. Uh, I threw three or four projects at them or something like that, and then he ended up, they ended up liking Red River, so that's what we went with. I may be wrong on that. Maybe I approached him. I'm pretty sure that he contacted me about that. You might have to double-check that. We'll, we'll have our sources checked. Tell me a little bit about uh, your newest film, Kill Granny Kill. Um, Kill Granny Kill is, um, is a film about a elderly lady that uh, lives out in the south and she recruits uh, caregivers to uh, take care of her and that's one way that you know she lures in her victims she's her name's Mildred Mays and she's always been a, a psycho you know sociopath killer of course that kind of you know it's explained a little bit in, in the actual film it's just pretty much a threat you know a, a real down and dirty, gritty, bloody, uh, axe-wielding granny killer film. You know, I mean, how can you go around with a fucking axe-wielding, you know, killing granny? Come on. 
And it's got a lot of booze in it, too, so that never hurts. <laughs> well, good. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, are you gonna, is it going to be kind of, uh, is it gonna have its its roots heavily in Kentucky the way, uh, your other two films did? It's actually totally opposite. I mean, we're shooting this, uh, around the Orlando, Florida area, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, the film is supposed to be based in Kentucky, really unsaid, but that's kind of where, you know, I'm thinking it's gonna be, you know, in the story of things, it's placed in, you know, in Kentucky. But we're shooting in Florida because uh, my AD, uh, he lives there and he has, uh, you know, he has a lot of resources around the area that we're going to be able to utilize. Really, the budget that's very micro budget, and we got to, you know, take advantage of that. Plus, I wanted to work with a lot of, you know, new faces and get some new talent in there and and kind of throw myself. You know, take myself out of my comfort zone a little bit, maybe, you know? Absolutely. You know, it kind of goes back to, we were talking about Stash earlier, and, and the way that, that, I, that all got started was, you know, Tim Ritter, assuming you know who Tim Ritter is. Absolutely. Um, he lives in Lexington, which is, you know, right around where I live at, and we got in touch you know, a few years ago and became friends, and he was the one that actually suggested that, that I should send Stash, you know, to, to Mike to check out. And it all goes back to, like, Tim, and he's from Florida, and he shot, you know, Truth or Dare and Killing Spree and, you know, several films there in Florida. So it's kind of kind of a weird, loopy thing going on there, too. Just uh, out of my own curiosity, as well as hopefully the uh, the listeners, uh, what camera are you shooting on? That always seems to be a question people want to want to dive into. I know, that's the dumbest question you could ever ask, too, <laughs> because people always get caught up on the fucking cameras, man. And it, and it really pisses me off, because that's the least... I mean, that's the last thing you should really worry about, man. And as long as you got something that can shoot, you know, picture and sound and decent, that's what you should use, you know. But I will say, we're, we're shooting on 5Ds. Okay. Um, but I would just like to go back and say, it's really not about the camera, people. We, I mean, you can get a red, you can do whatever you want to do. You can spend an ass load of money, but it's all in, you know, your in your DP and your in, in your light. And that's... And that's where it's all at, really. I mean, you could shoot on a VHS camcorder and make it look fucking awesome. People get too, I think people get way too caught up in the technology these days, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's because it's a simpler answer, too. You know, they're like, how do I make my movie better? It's, oh, well, spend more money. That's not really how it works. That should be the exact opposite. You know? uh, well, obviously, the first thing should be your story. And, and most people, before they even get a story, they're like, hey, man, can we get a red? You know, can, can we shoot this on the red? Or we're shooting this on the red. The new, this, our new film's coming out, man. We're shooting it on the red. I've seen a lot of fucking polished shit shot on the red. Let me tell you, just get you a decent camera and, and, and shoot something. But don't put all your effort and your energy and your money into just technology i couldn't agree with you more the uh, the only thing about that rant but just <laughs> <laughs> it's all right that's what we want we're, we're getting up close and personal we've had people in casting ask us you know what camera are you shooting on I'm, i mean fuck you know <laughs> <laughs> see to me it's more of a professional curiosity like I, i'm just curious what people are shooting on because obviously whatever you've picked works for you so right right yeah and, and i'm not i'm and i'm sorry i went on rant about it but you know, and we shot our other two films on a DVX, which were, you know, SD, and I always, I always really liked the look of those cameras. And But it just comes back to it's it's not what you shoot it with. And that saying, too, technology today is you can do some really amazing things with, you know, very low cost, too. So it has its advantages and disadvantages. 
Absolutely. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for your time on the Alternative Cinema Podcast. And uh, I speak for everybody when I say I cannot wait to see Kill Granny Kill. And I'm honored that it's a part of the uh, Camp 2013 film slate that I'm a part of. Man, I'm glad, I'm glad you had me on and uh, listened to me rant. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't rant too much. You are completely fine, man. This is what the people want, I hope. They want, they want to hear real opinions from real filmmakers. And, and I can't thank you enough. All right, man. I appreciate it. You have a great night, man. Bye. That was Jacob Ennis, the director of Stash Red River and the soon-to-be Kill Granny Kill. So next up, we're going to get right on the blower immediately, and we're going to talk to the one, the only, Chris Seaver. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, you two coming? You go ahead, honey. I want to talk to these folks a little bit longer. Now, I said Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's only one way to cook Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken, and that's my way. We always use plump, young broilers, always fresh, never frozen chicken. It's cut in pieces, and each piece is dipped in milk and egg wash, then into seasoned flour, in which we have the 11 different spices and herbs for flavor. One more thing, folks. It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. And I'd be mighty proud to have you try Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mighty proud. Excuse me, Mother, will you please? <laughs> hey, look at there. Didn't I tell you it was finger-licking good? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. Hey, we're back. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Good, good, good. How are you? I, you know, I'm, I'm great. I feel like I keep answering that question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chris, why don't you uh, tell the folks who may not be aware, I gave them a little bit of a, uh, of a pumping up of uh, who you are, but uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. I am a uh, filmmaker from Rochester, New York, who has been making comedy, horror, schlocky B-movies for well over 20 years. So, just weird, weird off-the-wall, goofy, goofy stuff. And full disclosure, you and I have known each other quite a long time. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, what, like 10 years? It's got to be. It's got to be. T- uh, but, yeah, it's got. It's like exactly 10 years because I think I met you at like, no, 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 it's been like 11 because I met you when I was like 15. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're totally mortal. Like we're going to die someday. <laughs> like that's what that means. When we sit and count years, that's, that's what that means. They slipped away, Chris. All of them. No, but... Uh, <laughs> So uh, why don't you tell everybody about the uh, the last project you've uh, you've wrapped up? Uh, the last thing we did was Sex Watch. Um, that was a you know comedy horror film that we um, shot over the summer uh, for SRS Cinema, um, and that still still has not come out yet. I think it's coming out in February or March, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we shot that back in June. It was fun. It was a, it was a good shoot. Uh, I, I'm happy with it, and I'm excited that it's finally coming out. And uh, you did that uh, as a part of your... That was like a, the first modern Warlock video movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the Warlock stuff, it's it's supposed to be like a you know, vintage uh, shot on video 80s uh, horror films. Um, and the whole idea with the, the newer stuff is that, hey, you know, Warlock found some money and decided to make uh, some new films. And... Um, Watch was uh, the first modern, modern one. Now, as far as I know, have you been on? I don't believe you've been on the AC podcast before. Um, uh, no, yeah. 
So why don't you tell the audience, because I know we have a lot of people who listen who uh, are into the, the VHS collecting and stuff like that. Tell them a real quick rundown of Warlock Video. Warlock was just a company that I wanted to put together um, after shutting down a little bit of pictures. Um, just to, to go back to the simpler days, the uh, the, the days of, of, you know, really cheesy dialogue, really cheesy effects, uh, bad camera work, cheesy music, all that stuff. The, the classic shot-on-video stuff that you would pick up uh, in your video store. You know, obviously, I was a huge fan of, um, so that's what I was doing. You know, we shot uh, everything on VHS before technology was like, hey, why don't you try DV? So we shot everything VHS up until about 2000. And it was, it was, you know, and, you know, it was before uh, all the distribution deals and all that stuff, so money wasn't involved. It was just about going out and having fun. So, and that's kind of what I wanted Warlock was like, hey, let's let's pretend this company was was formed back in the 80s in the in the in the boom days, the boom sound days of, of shot on video stuff and and we would create our own catalog uh as if they were, you know, vintage films from back then. So we just threw out a bunch of uh, names that sounded very like that time period, uh like Death of Lantern and Blood from Minotaur's Skull and 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 things like that, and um, we decided that we would shoot them and, and as authentically as possible. So we would we would get the big ass VHS cameras again, over the shoulder type shit, and uh, we would go out with a bunch of friends, you know, no money, and shoot these these silly, you know, winks, homages to to back in the day. So there'd be no modern anything in the films. All all eighties dialogue, all. Uh, 80s clothes, um, you know, and the effects would be all cheesy and, and cruddy and all that good stuff. So, so that's what that's what Warlock's all about, <laughs> bringing back that feel of uh, of shot on video 80s goodness, um, and not really to make fun, but just to like, it's, I mean, they really are just a you know our our version of, of what those films were because you know we know that people were really trying to put some heart. <laughs> And then they were trying to make these films back then that they would come out a little less than stellar. Uh, so um, we went into Warlock, you know, fully knowing this and spreading on the cheese real thick. So. Well, why don't you tell people where they can check out uh, some of the fine releases from Warlock? Uh, it's warlockhomevideo.com. Um, we have a bunch of stuff up there. The retro stuff that we shot for the company as well as some actual retro VHS stuff that we picked up from other filmmakers that were, you know, kind of prominent in doing it back in the day. And uh, we have Chris, Chris Lamartina's first movie, <laughs> Americill, on there. And we released it on DVD and VHS, which is, which is pretty cool. So. so tell me a little bit about the, the newest projects you're doing, because you are also a part of this new uh, Camp Motion Pictures 2013 film slate, which uh, myself and uh, Jacob Ennis, who I just spoke to earlier, uh, we're all a part of it. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, the two projects you are putting together. The first one is called Phantom of the Grindhouse, um, and that is a modern warlock film. And, you know, it's, it's a, kind of a wink to Phantom of the Opera, but it's much more, like, it takes place in the 80s. It takes place at a movie theater during the 24-hour horror movie marathon. There is a something that lives in the theater, none too happy with, you know, the uh, the geeky kids trying to bring in new crowds to the theater, so it, so the, the family tries to off everybody one by one, but he falls in love with the main character, and so that's Phantom, um, which we are days away from shooting. Cool. <laughs> Two days. Um, the second thing is a is a pitch that honestly I didn't I didn't think they'd go for, uh, just because 
it's like I, it was a, a web idea. It was a web series idea, um, like a TV show um, where I would do 10 episodes of this thing called PIA, the Paranormal Investigation Agency. And it would be shot um, like it was Parks and Recreation or The Office style, Greek documentary style. And it's a comedy, so it'd be, it'd be scripted improv. But it would just be the day in the life of these paranormal investigation people going out on, on mission, you know, the, uh, the craziness that ensues during that. Um, so I figured, man, they're not going to take that because it's like an episodic type thing. Um, but sure enough, they did. And we'll be doing the first three episodes, and that would be sort of like a 90-minute like, like intro to the to the whole concept. So Very cool. So I, I'm, I'm hoping you're excited. I am. I am. It's... <laughs> Right now, I'm just like, uh, it's in the thick of it, and I'm about to shoot this movie. Uh, so there's, you know, some stress and craziness going on. But, but yeah, I'm awesome. Like I've been, I wanted to work uh, for Mike's company for video video So it, uh, it was a, a real thrill uh, when they greenlit it. When it was all, yay, you know, finally. Thank, and uh, much, much thanks goes to Paige. Paige Davis. Uh, yes. She was a, a champion. So we'll see. They could all fucking, they could be terrible. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's not go that far. So, but, uh, who knows? I mean, <laughs> they've been awesome so far. Paige helped me out of a little bit of a panic attack recently. <laughs> Very nice for Well, good. Well, and, uh, so yeah, things are chugging. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you talking with me. And I hope you know that I am, uh, very proud of the fact that we get to share this slate. I think it's going to be really cool. And, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, like a dawning of a new era. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I did write about you in your film. Uh-oh. But it's good. <laughs> well, I, I look Bro, forward I to it. <laughs> well, Chris, you have a good night, and uh, we look forward to seeing Paranormal Investigation Agency and Phantom of the Grindhouse very, very soon. Uh, remember, guys, check out warlockhomevideo.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this wraps up the January 2013 edition of the Alternative Cinema Podcast. I'm your guest host, Henrik Kuto, and I just want to thank all of you for listening, and remember, you can always email us at alternativecinemapodcast at gmail.com. I want to take a moment to thank uh, Chris Siever, Jacob Ennis. I want to thank Michael Rasso, Paige K. Davis, uh, all of you guys for uh, making this happen. I had a great time uh, guest hosting, and maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it won't. Uh, but feel free to write in and say that you enjoyed this or you didn't. I mean, either way, I, I think I'll be okay. Um, and I just want to, again, remind you, January 22nd, buy a copy of Bleeding Through, my brand new film. So uh, everybody, please... Have a great night, great day, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully you're at the gym or in your car. Uh, Hopefully neither of those at the same time. But uh, have a great one, and thank you so much for listening. So that was the last time I was violent, about three days ago. And you were justified? You put one Definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because the thing is, man, is like, when you're driving on the road... I mean, like, you get a person who's that rude, I mean, they're going to kill you. So, like, if you give them a quick short, sharp shock, they don't do it again. Dig it? I mean, he got off light because I could have given him a thrash, you know, I only hit him once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on. Jennifer's the girl you used to see around the place, but now she's gone. Yes, she's gone to that grave. In the sky She never had the chance to say goodbye Oh Jennifer, why did you have to die? 
Every Monday morning she would cross the busy road to get her coffee She liked it strong Always waited for the light But one day she just didn't see that bike Oh Jennifer, it gave you such a fright Jennifer, I wonder if you're listening to the song Never had the chance to say I loved you all along I watched you every single morning You saw the bike, you didn't hear my warning Jenny, please Jennifer's a girl you used to see around the place But now she's gone Yeah, she's gone To the great gig in the sky I'd love to see you when it's time to die I sold the bike, I must apologize An expression rose across my face that I haven't felt for ages. I seem to remember its call a smile from ear to ear it rages.
get you the damage was already done but I thought maybe we could still manage to have some fun but I guess I was just trying so hard not to see that you could never be interested at all in little old me but I can't come Personality has taken the fall, yeah. I can't compete with you with all your own habits. What was I to do? Try to redefine the word honesty doesn't help. When it starts to burn to be, yeah I can't be what you need Cause I'm too busy trying to be lurid, yeah I can't compete with him Thoughts and opinions, they change on a whim Whoa, I can't compete with this Where was that honesty I felt when we kissed? Whoa, being the nice guy just sucks so much dick as the days pass you by, they will make you sick. But when you look yourself right in the eye, that's when you'll know that it ain't a lie. Cause I can't compete.